Welcome to So You Can Heal. I'm Abby Parker, a licensed mental health counselor and therapist at Still Point Consultants. And I'm Josh. I'm a licensed social worker and a therapist at Still Point Consultants as well. Josh, I am looking forward to today so we can be in a space together to be open to honesty. I feel like I'm under interrogation. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding. Be honest with me, Josh. Right? No, I'm really excited too. I think this is going to be an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's in true form. We looked up the word honesty as we're talking about it today. Sure. And, you know, it can mean truth, trustworthy, vulnerable, virtuous, faithful, integrity, fair, loyal, moral, straightforward, or the absence of lying, cheating, or stealing. And I think we started to talk about it in a different way. The concept of it being a space. Right. Josh, can you describe what it means to be in an honest space? Yeah. I guess when I'm picturing like an honest space, I am willing to admit to things that I don't know. Like it's the, the space where we know what we don't know the space where we don't know what we don't know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, I don't know that I don't know those things. Um, I mean, I feel like being in an honest space is where a lot of curiosity and vulnerability are kind of packed into that space. I feel like there are opportunities to find various parts of ourselves in those I mean, thus the curiosity, the exploration piece. And I also feel like that in an honest space, there is an ability to come to terms with where we are and who we are. I mean, kind of going back to we know what we don't know. Or, I mean, we know what we know. There are parts, some of us, in some things where we know what we don't know about certain things, certain people, even ourselves. I mean, and then it's the idea of, again, like not understanding what we don't know, like not knowing it. And that's parts of ourselves as well. Like, I don't know every aspect of me. And there are parts of me that may be hidden, that have been hidden, lost, or tamed throughout the years and trying to find and uncover them and and i think i'm going into parts work before but yeah honesty is that space yeah and it does lead us into parts work which we'll be talking about next time right um the piece it's even interesting as you talk about this unknowing and this uncertainty in an honest space my survival brain starts to kick in and i start to get super anxious what are you anxious about the concept that Like, I don't know certain things. Hmm. Or like this continuous exploration that all of us go through, it will be my entire life. Yeah. That. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of like how you laid it out in a process. Like we, we come to an understanding that we don't know. Or we can recognize what we do know, which then like makes a contrast like a contrasting difference in what we don't. And then we get the opportunity to explore it. I mean, and I think like at the 
bottom of it all, like the holding piece, like going back to that curiosity, like it's, are we going to be open even to the awareness of possibility? Because if we don't know what we don't know, or we know what we don't know, what's under there? Anything could be possible. But if we've already kind of got our mind made up, yeah, that's just kind of where my brain went. And I forgot what you said. <laughs> no, it's sorry. okay. I, I really want to hear what you have to say. Like when we have our minds made up, we. Oh, for me, like we are not being curious. And often we become so fixated on our perspective and our stance that it can create ruptures. Even if those ruptures are within ourselves, between our own internal family parts. Yeah. So when we become more rigid or we become exacting in what we think we have to know or what we hang on to, we don't have enough flexibility to be curious. Right. Because if I'm convinced of I am a certain way, then that's what I'm going to find regardless of what I see. If I think the world is a bad place and all that I can find is death, then I will see death everywhere. Yeah. I almost see the exact opposite happen too, where if I put on my rose-colored glasses and I can only, like I deny what I feel or I deny what I think about something and I only want to see it in a certain light, then I'm not accepting where I actually am. Yeah. It's that toxic positivity. Ooh, toxic positivity. That's an interesting phrase. Yeah. Like going on a little side jaunt for a second. I see a lot of that in like some of the spiritual communities where it's all rainbows and sunshine all the time. And I find that there's a lot of shame that comes from toxic positivity because if you're not being positive, then how dare you? You're not doing it right. And I think that does become confusing because like in where we sit in our world as therapists, we see people suffering and we see people having like strong emotions, sadness, hurt, betrayal. And we work with people to be open and accepting of those things in order to work through them to get them back to where they want to be, which is in that positivity piece. Right. I find that positivity is like, I I feel like that there's parts of me that are very much realist. Like (laughs) this is reality. Like you are happy sometimes and you are sad sometimes. (laughs) Like that's just the way that it is. And then sometimes I think I'm a pessimist. So I don't know. Anyway. Well, and I think positivity can be a different understanding than gratitude sure or thankfulness or you know the ability to to see beauty or you know whatever it is for that person and so however however someone defines it there can be helpfulness in seeing the good i guess just for me like the idea of like positivity is i see more as possibility like because if I'm being positive, then there's a part of me that's open to the possibility that something else is there other than being so fixated or hyper blinder type 
thing going on, like situation where I can't see past my own nose or stuck in my own way of thinking and doing things that I can't see something new. Yeah, I guess. So yes, I, I, I agree that it is beneficial to have experiences of positivity or possibility. Well, I think there is possibility in it, whether we are sitting in a space where we are understanding our pain or whether we're sitting in a space where we look at what is possible. You know, in our practice, we talk about this concept of of pivoting. And I think when people get to the space where they know they're in a pivotal position or they're pivoting into something else, there is an honesty that comes with that. Because in order to turn to something else, there's an acceptance of where you currently are or where you want to go. And I find for myself and for, you know, other people, there can be an openness. It can be empowering. You can have clarity. You can have more of a trust within yourself or develop a strength. It's almost like a virtue of courage. Tell me more. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> no. Um, I find that an ability to be honest with yourself, with others, like there's, especially when that honesty cre- uh, is about something that's very vulnerable, about the truest, deepest parts of yourself. Like that takes a lot of courage to to go into those spaces and be willing to see what's there because we don't always know what we don't know, right? I mean, and in that, that's where I find like the courage lies. I mean, but at the same time, in that space, I find that you can create who do I want to be? How do I want to do these things? I mean, and that's kind of magical, really. I mean, because you're getting to create. I mean, there is a part in it where you are exercising your will in the face of whatever that is. Whether that's adversity, whether that is shame or guilt or fear yeah. Or yeah, or the unknown or possibility. Yep. I'm really big on the idea of know your will, do your will, like whatever your will is. And for the longest time, like I always thought will meant like whatever I want. I just do whatever I want. <laughs> no, like the whole concept of doing your will is to truly know what you want and how do you truly know what you want you stretch you grow you try you explore like it is this entire process of truly doing this work of knowing yourself of doing the stuff that nobody else really wants to do to to heal i mean because if i'm reacting out of old wounds that's not really my will that's a pattern Hmm. that's You know, I mean, so to know my will, I have to heal and I have to find my will. I mean, our will is our truest essence put forth 
And if we are constantly blocked and gummed up with all of the crap from our past, like that's not really our will. And like that, like reality came, like I was watching a, I can't remember, a video some way, someplace on something. Um, but yeah, like it, that became like, oh, duh, Josh, duh. So essentially what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> And repeat that for me. Your will is your truest essence of? Of yourself, of your soul. Of, I mean, it's the, it's the beauty part, right? It's the beauty part put to action. It's the beauty part put to action. Right. And we are talking about it today in the form of that beauty part can be put to action when it is held in an honest space. Yes. Yeah, and I agree. I think it truly does offer that process of uncovering whatever patterns have been built, whatever we are looking toward, whatever desires might be festering. I mean, and sometimes in order to even see the beauty parts that we've talked about, those core essence pieces, it takes a strong will to be willing to even adventure into those spaces to heal yourself. And I mean, something that keeps coming to my mind, just like for me personally, is uncovering my worthiness. Hmm. Like I've had to work and work at sitting in an honest space, actually acknowledging that I am worthy of, you know, fill in the blank, worthy of love, worthy of a family, worthy of a child, worthy of friendships worthy of and I mean you can start seeing the theme right like the worthiness in relationships mm-hmm. or worthy of prosperity so how do you work on seeing yourself as worthy well, honestly Josh there's many uh, layers to this onion sure so that means it's quite stinky <laughs> hmm. <laughs> one thing I find that's helpful is utilizing visualization. We've talked about like this is a tool in like several different ways, but especially with utilizing honesty and seeing yourself standing in a space where you are receiving worthiness or I stand in a space where I'm receiving worthiness or I'm acknowledging my worthiness. Like I am embodying the meaning that it holds for me. And that's an exercise of will. So, Abby, thank you so much. <laughs> Josh, it was great to be in an honest space with you today. Word. Same. And as always, feel free to check out our website at www.stillpointshealing.com. You can check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at stillpointhealing. And you can always email us here at the podcast with any questions at so you can heal at stillpointhealing.com. And a invitation to all those listening, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast because the more rates and reviews and subscriptions we have, the more present we can be for others. And if you already have, many blessings and thanks. And until next time. Bye. Bye.